The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Welcome, welcome. Glad you are here. Got a quick show, but a fun show. We want you to get involved. The WTMJ Talk and Text Line is 855-616-1620. Call in, you'll be talking to Matt. He's producing the big broadcast tonight. Be nice to him. You get to me. And you want to text? Good. Let's do it. Let's start off with our text question of the night. It's easy. It's what's on all our minds. Yes, there's politics. Yes, there's all sorts of other things. But the Packers play on Saturday. What's your prediction? For the Packers game this Saturday. Oh, my goodness. Tomorrow night, we will be joined, as we always are, right before the games by Brandon Snide on Tundra Talk. He made the bold prediction last week that the Cowboys would, or the, the Cowboys would lose to the Packers, uh, that the Packers would beat the Cowboys, and they did. So Brandon riding high. He will be back tomorrow. We'll talk all about the playoff game. But uh, very exciting. Some uh, Packers things in the news. Matt, how was your week? Did everything go well? Things okay? Oh, yeah. It was a good week. A lot of driving, a lot of miles on the car, but (laughs) all all in all, a good week. You didn't get snowed in anywhere? You didn't uh, fall victim to the deep freeze? I did not. I actually uh, pulled off another one of my driving heists on Saturday. It was down to Bloomington, Illinois from Chicago for a 2 o'clock tip. I get there all right. This is all in the middle of a deep freeze, driving down yes, I-55. Ridiculously cold on Saturday. Blowing snow, not good. So driving through all that, then driving back to Chicago in time for a 7 o'clock puck drop between the Blackhawks and the Stars. Okay. I got to the United Center, and I was where I needed to be, just as Gene Honda introduced Jim Cornelius in All Was Well. That's unbelievable because that if 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 you haven't driven that stretch of I fifty five down through central Illinois, it's barren. There's really nothing there. There's a Wally's uh, part way down, but uh, Pontiac, other, Illinois. Other, yeah, other than that, not much. So yeah, with the cold and the blowing, that uh, that had to be treacherous. And the just the temperatures. I it was so weird today. It's only t- like twenty degrees, twenty three degrees. It seemed so warm. I, I walked from the car into the grocery store after school without my gloves or my uh, earmuffs, and I was like, "Oh, it's balmy. It's downright. Uh, it's downright tropical today." After the uh, few days that we've had, no school Friday because of the snow and the cold. No school uh, Monday because, of course, it was Martin Luther King Day. No school Tuesday because of the uh, the horrible cold. It was, uh, but we've all survived, and it's Wisconsin, and now it's time. To get ready for Saturday. Uh, Rick from Norway says, I'll be rooting 100% for the Packers. My prediction is they lose in overtime. Oh, all right. It's going to be a much tougher game. Uh, Could you believe how poorly the Cowboys played the other day, Matt? It seemed like they had sent out the practice squad. I don't know what was going on. It was, I know, listen, I know the Cowboys of late have been big chokers in the uh, playoffs. I know, uh, Dak uh, has not been has not been the quarterback that uh, Jerry Jones would hope they would be, but uh, Jerry Jones sticking with Mike McCarthy, uh, not trying to bring in Bill Belichick because Belichick wouldn't put up with his geezerly interference as the haha GM of the Cowboys. 
But uh, man, they played they played horribly, and the pack just played much much better. Yeah, Green Bay played a good game. If I'm Dallas and I'm Jerry Jones, you watch the Fox halftime, and you are bringing Jimmy Johnson back right now because he was the one that showed the most effort out of anybody on that Dallas squad. Yeah. That was the most yeah. passion I've ever seen from a studio analyst. I understand he has ties to the Cowboys. He won Super sure. Bowls with them. But what he said at halftime, even though it was the redacted version of how that halftime speech would have went if he actually was in the locker room, <laughs> right? that is exactly what the Cowboys needed to do. They did not show up and play like the Dallas Cowboys. Quite no. simply, they did not. No, and it's funny, Brandon, uh, last week on Tundra Talk, he had said one of the one of the keys, or one of the reasons he said that uh, the Packers were going to win is because the Cowboys would underestimate them and not, not be as uh, invested in the game. Well, the Packers, he, they don't have, if you look at this Green Bay roster and you showed somebody who had a casual understanding of the NFL, I, to be honest, I don't think they'd be able to name a single player on this Packers team. I think maybe Jordan Love, just because everybody's been talking. He's, yeah, because of the popularity. He's so much press. Yeah, he's gotten so much press lately. But I don't think there'd be much. But at the same time, well, they have the, good football players. Most of the hasn't been in the league, so people haven't had time to learn who they are. Which is why this team is super-duper dangerous, because they have a lot of guys who are not at the level that they're going to be yet, but they're still very good at what they do. And I honestly think Saturday is going to be good versus better. I think it's going to be tight, but it's going to be a very high-level football game. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be excellent. Dan from Sebring, another upset. Packers over the 49ers, uh, the 40 winers, he called them, 28-14. All right, we got, uh, we got one loss in overtime. One big win from Dan and Sebring. Uh, your predictions, 855-616-1620, the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. This is now, remember last week we were talking about uh, Jordan Love pushing this young girl's car out of the snow and being the hero? Well, it turns out, he told everybody yesterday, uh, the story overall is true, but uh, he was not successful in pushing the car out. But... If you are anywhere around Green Bay before the team takes off for San Francisco, pretend there's some car trouble because we know what happened after uh, Jordan Love got the good uh, the good press for being a good Samaritan. He told everybody that yes, he did see this uh, this 20 year old U uh, of UW Milwaukee student uh, Lucy Kurowski. He said. Um, you know, he saw that her car wheels were spinning in the ice. He offered to help. Um, she said, I did a double take, then I did a triple take. We made eye contact a few times. He was getting in his car. I didn't want to bother him. Jordan Love said, I saw her trying to back out. Tires just spitting, spinning, rather. I just asked if, you know, she wanted me to uh, help try and push real quick and see if we can get it moved. He said, I tried. It was unsuccessful. She told him somebody was coming with a shovel, but, you know, and still, he made the attempt. He was a good guy. Karma rewarded him by, you know, giving the Packers a big win. So if you can please, 
uh, be around where the Packers will be uh, getting ready to get on the plane, and you can have a little car trouble so that Jordan Love can help you, that would be fantastic. If not, well, we'll just have to uh, we'll just have to go with the uh, go with skill and all that. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, oh my goodness, you know nothing says playoff run more than some novelty songs about your team and somebody who was popular in 2017. Well, they are back. Got some new songs or a new song about the Packers. We'll get to that. And your predictions on the WTMJ talking text line, 855-616-1620. We'll get to your calls. You get to your texts. We'll get to the music, all of it. After this on WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan with you, 855-616-1620, the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. Our text question of the night, what is your prediction for the Packers game on Saturday? James is on the south side. He wants to be the great prognosticator. James, how are you? Good. Uh, I'd say 21-14. Um, with this Packer game that they just played against Dallas, I think Dallas threw the game. With being open so many dire, so many times wow. there uh, on, the, on the thing there, I think Jerry Jones and uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, got a big payday because you look at the game there. There was so many open uh, plays there where the Packers ran at a twenty to fifty yard type of uh, you know through the ball and they were getting a touchdown here, getting a touchdown there throughout the whole game. I mean, it looks like it was thrown. I, I don't think it. I, I think the Packers are good, but I don't think they're that great. I mean, wow, so that bad. So you're calling a Blue Sox scandal. You're you're calling for an investigation by the NFL into this uh, lopsided victory by the Packers the other day. Now your prediction, 21-14, who was that? Who was coming out on top? Packers went over uh, San Francisco. Packers went over San Francisco. James, thank you for the call and creating a uh, another, uh, you know, uh, kind of a conspiracy theory that we can all latch on to. Can never pass up a good conspiracy theory. Matt, your thoughts on James' uh, theory that the that the Cowboys took a dive for a payday? No, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I won't go that far to say that they're they're <laughs> they getting extra got, they money. Just but got beat that day, <laughs> they just got beat. I haven't watched the film after the game, but are oh, you haven't broken it down? I haven't. I'm sure there's a lot to break down <laughs> from it, but no, no. Because also football is way too hard of a game to throw, right? And also, come on, uh, the pack, uh, the the Cowboys—they are don't so need, desperate. Well, they also don't need a little extra payday. There's enough money. No, for <laughs> it's not like Jerry Jones needs another couple million to throw a game, or you know, any of the players that are going to risk that because they all have bonuses involved. They all have they all have incentives to keep winning. That's the thing about football. They, you know, if you're one of the top guys, you got a lot of incentives to keep winning. You're not going to take, you're not going to take a dive. But listen, I, I always appreciate somebody throwing in, throwing in a, uh, a good conspiracy. Uh, from the 414, I'm a Cowboy fan and I don't even think that game was fixed. San Francisco 35, Green Bay 17. All right. There's another prediction. You know, things are getting serious when music comes into the picture. When songs start being written about a team, people trying to uh, just make this team bigger than life. You may remember in 2017, 
Uh, a little song called Run the Table by the Wisco Kids, featuring rappers Wisco Kyrie and Wisco YD. Uh, that was their first Packers song. Racked up massive hits during the team's playoff run. Well, in that season, like this one, the Packers got off to a rocky start. If you remember back when we were talking to uh, Brandon in uh, September, October, things looked dire. All of a sudden, things turned around. Well, in uh, 2016, the uh, Packers finished the regular season with a six-game winning streak, went on to route the New York Giants in the NFC wildcard playoff game, then beat the Cowboys in the uh, divisional round of the playoffs, and then, unfortunately, they fell to the Falcons in the uh, championship games. But the Wisco kids are back because they are nothing if not masters of good timing and uh, releasing Green Bay Packers music. Uh, I've listened to this a couple times. I'm, we're going to play it for you now, and then I want your, I want your opinion on this, uh, this little piece of music by the Wisco Kids called Believe in Love. Let's hear go it, back, Matt. Go. Jordan Love, Aaron Jones. Bring that trophy home, let's go. Darnell Savage, that boy Savage. Christian Watson in the end zone. Alexander know he gon' handle business. No wide receiver won't score. It's the Super Bowl this time, you know 10 good for three more. Jordan Love, Aaron Jones. Bring that trophy home, let's go. Darnell Savage, that boy Savage. Christian Watson in the end zone. Alexander know he gon' handle business. No wide receiver won't score. It's the Super Bowl this time, you know 23 won't smoke. Green and yellow, green and gold. Another season in the cold. Another trophy on the shelf. That's another ring, another belt. NFC getting checked. Last time that I checked. Never said we a threat. Jordan playing like a vet. And no. Ain't doing no picks, he on the road, 100 percent We in the hunt, coming to clip, championship, coming again, coming again. Jay Reese and records, 52 with the pressure, wait. 23 going extra, number seven, he aggressive. And don't run it past pressure. Matt LaFleur here blessing. Play calls been aggressive. Shout out K Nicks, you can't catch him. Alexander with the picks, linebackers with the tricks, DJ Catley with the hits. Cause all we ever do is win. Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, bring that trophy home, let's go. Darnell Savage, that boy Savage, Christian Watson in the end zone. Alexander know he gon' handle business, no wide receiver won't score. It's the Super Bowl this time, you know 10 good for three more. Won't smoke, won't smoke, the boy heard no stokes. Malifor, that's the coach, send dogs on the post. Jay Love in the pocket, drop back, he got options. Green and yellow never quit, could never put us on a bench. K. Clark showing out, Valentine's up the route. Screaming RP 10, we automatic in the red. Too advanced, we ahead, had a chance, we was dead. Ran the team yet again. And that switch cheese for the bread. Jordan Love, Aaron Jones. Bring that trophy home, let's go. Darnell Savage, that boy Savage. Christian Watson in the end zone. Alexander know he gon' handle business. Your wide receiver won't score. It's the Super Bowl this time. You know 10 good for three more. Jordan Love, Aaron Jones. Bring that trophy home, let's go. Darnell Savage, that boy Savage. Christian Watson in the end zone. Alexander know he gon' handle business. Your wide receiver won't score. It's the Super Bowl this time. You know 10 good for three more. Mr. Let's go. Darnell Savage, that boy Savage. Christian Watson in the end zone. Alexander know he gon' handle business. No wide receiver won't score. It's Super Bowl this time. You know 10 good for three more. Put your hands in the air like you just don't care. Uh, I Listen, I I like a little uh, hip-hop now and then. I like some rap. It gets a little repetitive, but I dig it. And you know, you know that even though the Packers are professional athletes, paid a lot of money, they're going to get a kick out of this. I can hear this is the kind of song I can envision 
the guys listening to us are getting ready to go in the tunnel. You know, this thing blasting and everybody getting hyped and running out. So, uh, listen, Wisco Kids, you brought it. Uh, shout out to the Wisco Kids for the new hype song. Dig it, Matt. Your th- Matt, your thoughts. Good piece of music. I'm not the biggest yeah. hip hop rap fan, but this one was, it, it created the it captured the team. Yes, and it gets the vibe that you want going. And uh, now somebody from the four one four not liking it, irritating. Two exclamation points. That's all right. You can uh, you can jump in. You can give us your review of the Wisco Kids. But I'm saying uh, for a hype song, you're gonna be you're probably gonna be hearing that a lot uh, between now and Saturday. And then we'll just say it before the next game too. Let's uh, you know why not? Let's get all crazy. Let's get uh, let's get all funky. Let's get uh, let's get up it. Let's get up in it. I don't even know what that means, but uh, it means nothing. All right, let's take a quick break. I'm going to try to uh, recalibrate. And um, but again, shout out to Wisco Kyrie and Wisco Yid. Uh, YD, because they're name-dropping everybody. They got everybody in that song. It's WTMJ Nights. I was going to wait for it. I knew that music was coming one way or another. Uh, on the other side of the news, Ron DeSantis changing his tune. Uh, millennial or baby boomer grandparents trying to deny that they're grandparents, and the biggest mistake you are making with your carryout pizza. We're going to jam a lot into the last half hour. Plus, I got Matt has done some research, which I think is fascinating. Uh, coming off the Wisco Kids and their new song, uh, Matt did some research last year about teams, football teams that put out songs during playoff runs. And uh, so right after the news, we'll get a quick hit from Matt on that. Uh, and move on to all the other stuff we have going. But right now, at 7.30, we must go to the WTMJ 24-Hour Breaking News Center. That's where our man Wyatt Barmore-Pooley is standing by. It's WTMJ nights for her till 8, then it's Brewers Weekly with Tom Catronio. All right, uh, quickly, a couple, uh, a couple of... People are commenting on the Wiz, uh, Whisk Kids song for the Packers uh, from the 608. Okay, it's just, yeah, okay. And a different 608, uh, the song was appreciated for the gravity of the win. Yes. All right, now, I mentioned before the news that Matt has done research. Matt is a tireless researcher when it comes to sports and uh, sports music. That's uh, what he's known for. It's on his business card. That's all a lie. But he did do research. Uh, about teams that now I'm going to let you clarify this Matt is it teams that do where the players sing about themselves going to the playoffs uh for example the Super Bowl shuffle or is it songs like this where somebody else does a song about a team going uh, uh moving along in the playoffs it would be the former it would be where the players are actually taking part in the music number album so it doesn't directly tie into the current Packers situation. However, teams that make the Super Bowl and make music in the same season are 3-5 and five 
in those games. Most recently, the Philadelphia Eagles of last year succumbing to the Kansas City Chiefs after their Philly special Christmas. Well, it wasn't a Philly special Super Bowl for the Eagles falling to Kansas City at the 11th hour in Arizona. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was the one where the Kelsey brothers, didn't they do a... Oh. It was a great album, and they followed up well. And the thing that was so great about that album was that you have Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, neither of whom have singing experience. And then you have Jordan Mailata, who has been singing since he was a little kid. And this is a guy who came through the international player program, was scouted by Coach Jeff Stoutland, the offensive line coach and run game coordinator for the Eagles, who had zero football experience. And then all of a sudden, I think five or six years down the line, is um, the starting left tackle for the NFC champions. It's, it's a really interesting story, and it was great to explore it from that side of the lens as opposed to a simpler lens when you're at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now this one, so this uh, this new song should not affect the Packers because they weren't singing on it. Not but yet. If, I'll have to get you. If they win, I'll make a promise. If the Packers win uh, on Saturday, next week I will do more digging and I okay. will have the number of total music and uh, <laughs> Super Bowl win-loss record. This is going to be exciting. Adding another level to our coverage of the Packers playoff run. <laughs> it's Matt's music. Matt's music uh, machine, just uh, bringing in, bringing it in. Maybe we get all right. We'll do that. We'll well, we'll have a show meeting after the show. We don't need to have a show meeting during the show. But um, very, very exciting. Ron DeSantis, uh, as you know, not doing well in uh, the primaries. Uh, well, there's only been one. There's the Iowa caucus, and he came in second, but a distant second. Things things are not looking good for Ron DeSantis, and now he is. Um, He's kind of looking back, and you know the old saying, hindsight is twenty twenty. Well, for Ron DeSantis, that is proving to be true. He is uh, now saying, you know, um, I probably should have uh, been a little bit more engaging with the national mainstream media. You know, Ron DeSantis didn't want to talk to the mainstream media because, uh, I don't know, we're all in the pocket of somebody. He thinks, uh, you know, he, was only gonna, he only would talk to right-wing outlets. Which is his, that's, you know, if he wants to do that, that's his prerogative. Good for him. Uh, but now he's realizing, well, uh, that might have come back to bit me in the behind. He said on a uh, right-wing radio show today, quote, I should have just been blanketing. I should have gone on all the corporate shows. Yeah, like this. We are a... Matt, if nothing else, we are corporate chills. Uh, that's oh, been, yeah. That's been a charge leveled against us many times. Yeah, that WTMJ night's corporate. Uh, but Ron DeSantis should have come on with us or anybody. Um, we had an opportunity to come out of the gate and do that and reach a much broader folk, which is an odd way of saying a uh, bigger audience, unless he just wants to talk to fat people, uh, broader folk. But he is, uh, he, he's been, when he started his campaign, he was really hostile toward the mainstream media. He wouldn't do interviews. Uh, he, like I said, he stuck mostly with the right-wing outlets. Uh, then he began to change his strategy during the summer. Gee, what else happened during the summer? Yeah, it became clear he was falling dismally. Because at the beginning, when he first announced, people were saying, yeah, Ron DeSantis, he could beat Donald Trump. He could be the guy. And then, man, he fell off 
he fell off like a guy wearing lifts who twists his ankle in his boots. Oops, sorry, yeah, that's him. Um, but he did do an interview over the summer with Jake Tapper, and he says, now I'm everywhere. <laughs> well, yeah, but probably not for the reasons you want. He says, I mean, I'll show up wherever. Yeah, well, it, too little, too late. It's, uh, you know, there's not really much hope for Ron DeSantis. Uh, and it's, you know, whether you whether you like him or not, he really, something, there's something about it. Just something about him as a human being. Like the way he tries to smile and the lifts in his boots, allegedly, but I think they're real. Um, just, he's, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy you'd want to have. You'd want to ha have as a president. Anyway, he, uh, he, and this is also the, the hypocrisy coming from him on this. Because if you remember, Ron DeSantis is a guy who wanted Florida lawmakers to uh, pass a law that would open journalists uh, up to frivolous lawsuits and then ran a communications operation that uh, viewed its combative relationship with the media as a point of pride. Yeah, he didn't want to talk to reporters. He doesn't like the media. He doesn't like uh, journalists who say something bad about him. So, you know, oh, well, so sad. Bye-bye. See you later, Ron DeSantis. All right. I want to talk to two groups of people. I want to talk to grandparents, and I also want to talk to new parents who are having to talk to their parents about what their children will call them. Are grandma and grandpa outdated titles? We'll talk about that and more. But first, this on WTMJ Nights. Look out, grandma's behind the wheel. Watch out, grandma's behind the wheel. Oh, you, you stop. Calling, Stop calling her grandma. That is, oh, it's falling apart. 855-616-1620. If you are a new parent, your parents are probably baby boomers right on the cusp like that. Uh, are they giving you a hard time about calling, about your kids calling them grandma and grandpa? This is, uh, once again, the generation, I'm, I'm right on that cusp. I'm like that... The last year, depending on what uh, what you look at, I'm either I'm either last year of the baby boomers or the first year of Gen X. Uh, I don't have grandchildren yet. Perhaps one day my daughter will uh, will have you know a child, and I will become a grandparent. And I look forward to that day. I and I also look forward to being called grandpa. I don't. I think that's fine. Well, earlier this month. A woman took to where else but TikTok. Yes. Oh, boy. We love TikTok. She went viral on TikTok sharing a video about her mother-in-law and how her mother-in-law does not want to be called grandma. I know my wife also does not want to be called grandma. Now, again, we're not anywhere near the phase of uh, being in that situation and needing that title. But my wife has said, I will not be called grandma. And I'm like, all right. Uh, so my wife and this woman, uh, this, this woman's mother-in-law suggested Mama paired with her last name. So Mama Smith, for example. Uh, of course, the daughter-in-law and the son were quick to say no. 
Absolutely not. This would likely end up shortened to mama, and uh, that doesn't sit well with the baby's actual mom or mama or mommy. Uh, the mother-in-law's next pick, Matt. You want to you want to guess? Think of the most outrageous thing that a grandmother could want to be called. <laughs> uh, uh, crazy. That's a good one. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not correct. Uh, it, well, it is correct, but it's not what she picked. She wanted to be called the Queen Mother. Oh, come on. Yes, Queen Mother. Uh, her mother-in-law said it could be shortened to Queenie. Uh, she and her husband... Uh, then isn't it Grandma uh, Queenie eventually? It would be Grandma Queenie. Uh, and then they go, oh, is your name Queenie? No, my name is Martha. Well, then why aren't you Grandma Martha? They finally settled on Gma, which sounds stupid. It sounds... Stupid. Um, so, uh, of course, people wait in nonstop about um, what their parents wanted their new grandchildren to call them. Uh, one user said that they uh, said, My father seriously wanted to be called Your Honor. My mom wanted Mom Mom because I'm their mom's mom. Uh, that was a hard no. Uh, another mother in law just wanted Mama. Which, uh, again, so there was a survey in August, pardon me, uh, across all 50 states. It found that, quote, the baby boomer generation is opting for nicknames that resonate more with their vibrant spirit and sense of individuality. Which just goes to show that it doesn't matter how old you are, you can still be selfish, insensitive, and uh, egomaniacal. Because guess what? It's not about you. It's about the grandkids. Um, the most popular alternative names for grandma include Gigi, BB, and Momo. Uh, here's, a, here's a tip, baby boomers. None of those make you sound vibrant or like an individual. Based on that logic, you'd be Brian Brian. I'd be Brian Brian. I love <laughs> Brian Brian. No, I... Uh, I don't mind grandpa, you know, um, if they, if at some point they, or, or if my daughter, uh, says, Hey, they want to call you pops or pop pop or whatever. Fine. But I'm good with standard old grandpa. It's to me, it's a title you've earned over a long period of time. It's a, and maybe it's because I, um, I really loved my grandparents. I didn't know, I never knew my dad's mom, but my two grandpas, I loved them. My grandma couldn't have been a more wonderful person. So I, to me, when I hear those words, it's not, oh, I'm an old, uh, you know, I'm old and decrepit. It's like, man, I hope I could live up to, for my future grandchild, what my grandparents did for me. But again, you know, I'm selfish in some ways, I guess, but not in all the ways. Uh, the most popular grandpa alternatives include options like G-Pa and Grand Dude. I actually know somebody who has his grandchildren call them Grand Dude. I'll just leave that there for now and let you judge it for yourself. Uh, now, the boomers, they say, are not the first uh, generation to shake up 
traditional titles, but experts are saying their quest to reinvent what they're called as grandparents shows how many feel about aging and entering their golden years. Yeah, they're afraid, and they don't want to be seen as old. Um, now, when all right, so my daughter was born, and my mom and dad were grandma and grandpa, and my mother-in-law, and I, then this part I get, my mother-in-law didn't want to be grandma too, you know, or grandma, a grandma also. So she was Nana, which is still kind of a grandmotherly name. Nana, Nana fits into that, that old fashioned kind of old school naming. And it makes sense because if you have two, uh, two grandmothers or two grandfathers, I guess, then how are you, how do you differentiate? So like my nieces call my mom Grandma Patsy because then they call their other grandma, Grandma, I don't know what her first name is, Grandma whatever. But um, so, okay, that's fine. That's that's a way for kids to differentiate. And I don't, I don't have a problem uh, with that kind of thing. Um, a licensed marriage therapist and family therapist says, uh, baby boomers are opting for go being called grandma and grandpa. Uh, it's the denial of getting older. It's also possible that instead of denying their age, they more so don't want to seem old-fashioned or see themselves in the same light as their old their own grandparents. Again, I think that's that's a problem if you uh, if you didn't like your grandparents, but I did. Uh, she said people end up acting in a relatively predictable ways, even when they're trying to strive for individuality and uniqueness. Yeah. So now everybody who's coming up with a crazy name just seems like everybody else who's trying to come up with a crazy name. Uh, from the 262, my mom's going to be a great-grandma in a week and wants to be called Gigi. Oh, for great-grandma. Now that makes sense. That that one does. Yeah, because you've got grandma. Great-grandma is a mouthful. Um, yeah, all right. Listen, we give, we, give, uh, we give Gigi the permission for that, not that she needs it, but we'll grant, we'll grant her absolution for that one. And uh, and say yes, Gigi. That's good for you. Well, congratulations on becoming a great grandma in a week. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what my wife wants to be called. I think she might want to be a nana too. But then I'm like, oh, just like your mom. And then she goes, oh no. Uh, so I don't know what my wife is going to be called. But knowing my daughter, it's not going to be up to us. You know, my daughter may go. I want my child to call you the Grand Poobah. And I'll be like, well, that's stupid, but okay. Uh, it's your kid, and, uh, you know, that's what I'm going to do. What would you call your grandparents, Matt? I got Grandma. I got Gramps. I have Grandpa Gramps Harris. Like. Like, pretty simple, because I yeah. also have a lot of them, and so right. you got to differentiate and uh, make life easy right. sometimes. Yeah, a little, a little change here and there, but all that sounds still in the same it's not it doesn't sound like your grandparents are trying to be no i have no uh to, beep beeps or boop boops bop bops you know none of that Meemaws. that's a southern Meemaws southern thing Meemaw is very southern uh but if my Meemaw is making me some good gumbo i'll call her whatever she wants if uh if i had a Meemaw, i would hope she'd make me some cornbread and some uh some gumbo that would be fun uh all right oh my goodness Look, the time is time is a tyrant Time is a tyrant here on the uh, on the show. Let's see what I got. One story I'll do tonight, and then uh, we'll save the other one for tomorrow. Because tomorrow we have a uh, the big two hour show. 
if you're going to order pizza tonight or this weekend, maybe you're ordering pizza for the um, for the Packers game. Let me tell you this: you're making a big mistake when you're getting pizza from somewhere. Uh, according to this uh, this pizza expert, a restaurant reviewer, you know this is National Pizza Week. Said you're making a mistake by ordering your pizza cut, or you know most most places come with your pizza cut. They're saying order your pizza uncut because um, the pizza place are cutting the pizza quickly. Their swift cuts never make it all the way through. Oh, how many times you tried to pull a piece? You get the cheese, you get everything. So don't do that. Uh, so order it uncut. You can cut it yourself. Um, it will stay hotter during the drive home because it's all in one piece. It's not cut up. Steam escapes beneath all the uh, in all the cuts. So don't do that. And your crust will stay crisper. If you don't get your pizza cut, if or if you order it uncut, and then get it home, they say throw it in a uh, hot oven for five minutes, and boom, everything will be good. Set the oven to five hundred degrees. Put a baking sheet on the bottom rack, fifteen minutes uh, to preheat the oven, and then throw it in for five minutes, and uh, you're good to go. So there you go, a little pizza tip to get you ready for the big pizza and playoff weekend. Uh, all right, we got to get out of here. Dom Catronio comes up after the news with Brewers Weekly. I will be back with you tomorrow. We've got Tundra Talk with Brandon Snide, the drive-thru window, and a whole lot more. It'll be a Friday night edition of WTMJ Nights. Matt, thanks for uh, all your research. Thanks for all your help. I will talk to everybody again tomorrow night right here on WTMJ.